0: December 6th, 2009, the First Church and Parish in Dedham, the Reverend Raleigh Weaver, Embracing Chaos. How many of you have had the feeling of satisfaction that comes from turning chaos into order? After watching Hollyfair Fair preparations this week, I have been astounded at how many of you it takes to take a tangled mess of donations and turn it into a magnificent display of goods. And today, those of you who are willing and able will, after church, help to take what was a magnificent display and turn it back into a chaotic mess to be recycled, thrown away, or for someone to pick up and organize again. Turning chaos into order is something we as humans are called upon to do. We make gardens, budgets, lists, clean our houses, and do countless of other things that begin with a mess and end in order. Yesterday I spent the day doing dishes for the Hollyfair, Fair luncheon, and I hate to admit it for fear that one of you might want to steal the job away from me, that I loved every second of it. There was a rhythm to what I was doing. Every few minutes someone would bring me a dirty dish or spoon or a pot or pan and I would wash it or rinse it for the dishwater and in an orderly fashion and a timely way the chaos of the dishes would become clean and in neat piles again. In the work that I do I rarely have that sense of completion or of putting things right again and so cleaning the dishes and putting things aright at the end of the day gave my heart much pleasure. I believe this sense of making order out of chaos is what Advent is in many ways about. If you weren't already aware, today is the second Sunday in the Christian holiday of Advent. Advent is the time when Christians prepare their hearts for the coming of the light or the good news of the Savior. If we were in a Christian church, we would be reading the scriptures as prescribed for today from the lectionary. From the book of Malachi, we would read how the world is in chaos and God's people did not follow the statutes and would blaspheme against him, and so God, in a never-ending attempt to reconcile the people to his will, would send a messenger to prepare the people's hearts, turning chaos into order. In the book of Luke, we would read of just such a messenger who goes into the region around the Jordan River, which is basically a wilderness, and encourages people to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, preparing the way for the Lord, making his pathways straight, smoothing every valley and every mountain and every hill and making the crooked straight and the rough ways smooth so that all people could be saved. In light of these scriptures, it seems appropriate to say that Advent is a time of reconciling the darkness to the light, of acknowledging the chaos and regaining our footing to order. Even Hanukkah, which begins next Sunday, represents the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem after its desecration, celebrating the eight days of oil left for the celebration celebrating the miracle of light in the midst of difficult times. We could safely say that this time of year we are called to, in the midst of the chaos, to find order. I would go so far as to say that order is in fact something that all of the world's religions invite us to do. We, being Unitarian Universalists and not bound by rituals tying us to the past, I believe it is good and right for us to examine today what it might be like for us to, instead of trying to find order this season, to train our hearts to embrace chaos. As rational beings, I believe we are seduced by the idea that if we input conventional matter we can always produce linear, predictable changes. We plan events such as the Holly Fair or even worship services. And we can expect certain outcomes. If we set things up a certain way, serve certain food, we can predict that we will receive a certain outcome. If we sing the certain hymns, if we follow simple routine in worship, we can predict that worship on Sunday morning will leave you feeling a certain way. Following a scripted plan, even a scripted religious observance, such as Advent or Hanukkah each year, can offer us reasonable assurance for success. I believe there is one problem with using our rational minds to predict outcomes in this way, and that is that as human beings, our capacity for growth and change is neither linear nor can be prescribed. In order to adapt to the ever-changing reality of human potential, we must make room for a bit more chaos in our plans. It only took standing at the doorway as the Holly Fair commenced yesterday for me to see that chaos is an essential element in the Holly Fair production. One simple example is that the fair is advertised with a sign on the green for over a month as starting at 9 a.m. There were flyers all around town and it posted on our website and was published in the paper, all as starting at 9 a.m. But every year, I am told, without fail, at 8 a.m., people begin forming lines to enter the parish house. We set the expectation. The fair begins at 9. We can enforce this year after year, and there will always be some people who must arrive at 8. Someone explained to me that this is the nature of things when you are dealing with collectors and shop owners. They want to be the first to pick over the goods, and so they arrive at 8 a.m. and wait. So perhaps this isn't a great example, but in looking at the faces of those who entered our parish house yesterday, I could see that shop owners or not, some were in a hurry, and some were there to browse. Some were looking for friends, and some were looking to make a friend. Peter, who watched more faces than I enter the parish house yesterday, said that several of the people needed to be cheered up. And Janet mentioned that the Holly Fair is more of a community tradition than a simple fundraiser. And I would have to agree. What is done at the Holly Fair is a prescribed fundraiser with generations of tradition behind it. But what is received and what is gained is far less predictable. There are the jokes that are told by John during the setup, and the others that are told by Richard on the day of the event, that may leave a worker or a buyer smiling. There are the smiles and kindnesses exchanged that we cannot measure. There is the way the grilled cheese is cooked to perfection or arranged on the plate that makes it something special or not. It is the way the cookies are displayed on the baked goods table that make them sell. We can measure our production in the outcomes of profit, but it is something as unpredictable and unquantifiable as the spirit that we bring to this work that makes this event a success or a failure. Life is something more than prescribed actions and predictable outcomes. Learning to train our hearts to allow time and room for the things we cannot predict or, ex- or expect is an essential element of spiritual growth. In the dictionary, chaos is defined as the, a state of complete disorder, lacking, pre- lacking predictability. But in Greek mythology, chaos is the original dark void from which everything else is created. This Greek myth is mirrored in the creation stories of countless cultures, even the Jewish and Christian traditions that explain creation by saying that all of existence is created out of a nameless and formless void, chaos. This story is actually confirmed by science in the Big Bang Theory that refers to the idea that the universe has expanded from a hot and dense mass approximately 13.7 billion years ago and continues to expand to this day. If we were to attempt to embrace chaos, I believe we would need to reconcile these two ideas. One of chaos being complete disorder and the other of chaos being a nameless void. Living comfortably within nothingness and the everything at onceness is what would be required for us to truly embrace life. One Sunday when I was the director of religious education in San Francisco, I was out of sync with the service and let the children out of a class too early. Having nothing else for them to do, we just stood in the hallway looking at each other. That was until one of the restless students picked up a name tag from the greeters table and said, I'm going to be Bob. She then picked up a marker and wrote in large letters, Bob. The idea caught on like wildfire, and all of a sudden there were six or seven Bobs, each claiming to be Bob 1 or Bob 2 and so on. Only one of the students chose a different name. He was Mr. Maxwell. After a short amount of time, it registered to me that pretending to be someone else was a rather noisy activity and church wasn't going to let out anytime soon. So all the Bobs and Mr. Maxwell and a few parents and I moved to the church playground. The Bobs and Mr. Maxwell kept up the charade for some time. Wandering around the play structure, they kept saying things like, Bob two, can we go down the slide? With Bob two answering something like, I don't know, you will have to ask Bob one. And then Bob one responding with, I don't know, let's ask Mr. Maxwell. I'm certain that some of you might find lots of things wrong with this scenario. Surely children could have been doing something more productive with their Sunday school time. Surely they wasted a bunch of name tags that could have been used for real people named Bob or Mr. Maxwell. And all of that is true. But I bring this story up because that unplanned, unpredictable event was the most fun I think I have ever had with children in all my many years of teaching. It was fun because it was so unexpected and it was fun because the kids were just being kids. I repeat this story to you today because I think it represents a perfect example of the things we cannot plan but must leave room for in our hearts this holiday season. If nothing else, I hope this Advent season reminds us all of the importance of having fun, of being silly, of leaving room for things that are different. May we hold loosely to our traditions, allowing room for anything to happen so that chaos will become a welcome guest at every event, whether we invite it or not. And let us approach this new year with the knowledge that chaos is a natural and liberating part of our lives and in so doing, more fully embrace life.